Sinotolo, Mafevuka. Uyanene, Mkwechana. Lihandre, Jengels. Megan Kremer, Jesse Hess. Lynette Falshank. Janika Marlow. Anene Boysen. Sadika Newman. Tasnim Simon. Riva Steenkamp. Courtney Peters. Karabo Mukwena. Valencia Farmer. Jade Panayote. Francisca Blochlinger. Tamar as widow. Dinah. The unnamed concubine, Judges 19. The unnamed wives, kidnapped for the tribe of Benjamin. Bethsheba. Tamar, daughter of David. The unnamed woman caught in adultery in John 8. Welcome to Yellow Mensa, exploring cross-centered contextual justice in the South African context. Yellow Mensa is a ministry of Isabambana, Center for Biblical Justice. I'm your host, David Kluter, and with me in the studio is John Skippers. Today, we're going to be addressing a priority issue in the land, mm. the abuse, murder, rape, and kidnapping of our women and children in this country. As men, I felt, so we felt that it is important that we frame this discussion and this conversation around the subject of us men. Yeah. Under the heading of men, we need to talk. The rape and murder of the 19-year-old University of Cape Town student, Uyanele Mkwetjana, left millions of South Africans in shock and resulted in the outpouring of emotions uh, from a deep well of anger, sadness, and sheer bewilderment uh, that there are truly no safe spaces for women in this country. Absolutely no safe spaces for women in this country. Besides Nene, we have heard the news and the, and the stories of Lihandre uh, um, um, Jangles, 25, year, 25 years old, who was shot and killed by an ex-boyfriend. And her mother was left wounded by a gunshot wound. We heard the story of uh, Jessie, uh, 19 years old, who was killed alongside her 85-year-old uh, grandfather and left for dead in their flat. We know the story of Lynette, uh, 32 years old, um, who was murdered, um, her body uh, dismembered and found in multiple black bags at her flat. We know about Janika, 14 years old, who was raped and murdered and found in her grandmother's yard. Megan, as well, was found murdered with her hands and neck tied with a rope. Sure. There is so much just to process, mm. just from, from, from reading that, because th this, is, this is not just statistics. These are not just people on, names of, of people on a piece of paper. And so as we think about this, uh, where does one even begin as we re to respond, as yeah. we process this? How, uh, John, how, how does this news or how has this news affected you? Yeah. Uh, what thoughts and responses has, has the news invoked in you, particularly as a man? Yeah, I think, I think what's particularly just heavy is that even the few names, these few, the women you've mentioned, these stories that we mentioned so far, uh, the names that were read out at the beginning of the podcast, they're 
They've mm. just they're a sample. I wish it was a definitive list, but it's not. And the list goes on and on. Names that we haven't even heard of, uh, stories we haven't even that haven't even touched local or national news, and just the sheer overwhelming nature of the the violence perpetrated by men against women in this country. Um, it's left it's left me drained. Yep. It's left me overwhelmed. Mm. It's at times I felt somewhat despondent. Um, like, just what do I do? Where do I? How, how do we fix this? You know, I know it's a real man response, and so I, I found myself crying out to God. I found myself just heavy prayers, uh, somewhat of lament. Yeah, thinking of a friend who just posted on on, on social media said, "I don't want to make this and say as a as a as a, as a husband and as a father." Um, I just want to, and I don't want to use that to say, well, I'm so scared of, of my own. Right. I, I want to focus on, on what this, these people are as I'm processing. Yes. I'm right. I'm, I'm soon to be a dad. Um, um, I have a wife, I have sisters. I right. worry about my sisters on the Cape flats. Um, uh, you, you, we talk about it. I phone them and, and, and just the things I've seen and heard my sisters talking about, it's just left me in again in such a space. And as I was thinking of, of looking at even in the weeks and in, in staying in Mowbray in the weeks, right. looking at, at at the posters of Nene and and seeing uh, the reading and, and leading up to you know what 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 we would discover right. later, um, I think I just felt numb. Yeah, there's just a sense of I, I don't I don't have words. Right. Um, I, I do not I do not know uh, how to feel how to process this. Yeah. But I do know. That we need to do something. Yeah, that's that's what you feel. Yeah, um, and 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 you and you feel as a man that Lord, we there's something that needs to happen with mm. with me personally. I, yeah, I, I can't talk about another man yeah. yet. I need to talk about myself and the things that I'm doing that are not helpful yeah. and not loving towards my sisters. Yeah, and, maybe I can add in here. I just think as well. There's just been this this overwhelming realization and I, we need to say this now this is not a new problem yeah um these horrific events and 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 for some reason the murder of Oyenene has kind of like it's catalyzed something in yeah. in our nation but this is not a new problem and we've been sitting and ignoring and mm-hmm. looking the other way and you know trying to pretend like it's not there i don't i don't know what we've been doing, but this problem, the, the, the scourge this has been going on and we, we, we haven't been dealing with it. Yeah. And so a, as much as it, it, it's a current event, it's far from, uh, it's yeah. far from th- this moment. Yeah. It's been going on mm. for too long. Enough is enough. Stats South Africa shows that um, it estimates that over 40% of sure. South African women will be raped in their lifetime. And that only one in four rapes are reported. Yeah, one in every four rapes are actually brought forward sure. and reported. Uh, this 2017-18 data shows that um, a woman is murdered every three hours in three hours every three hours in South Africa. The murder of women uh, on the basis of their gender, we're talking about femicide here, yeah. is five times higher in South Africa than the global average. Sure. And yeah. that, that statistic alone should make us want to say, men, we need to 
talk. We we need to talk. We we We've got need, to have conversations. We need to talk. And yeah. hence, uh, we we hope that this this podcast will serve as as a way for you to begin to for us to begin to yeah. process some yeah. of the hard things that we yeah. need to be talking about yeah. and be confronted by other men about the problem. Yes, yes, I be confronted agree. by other men. Yeah. Uh, let me read to you uh, from one particular men, man, uh, Eusebius, and his, his post has been shared widely on social yeah. media. Um, and he talks about what we often consider as practical solutions or uh, precautions that women ought to take uh, in 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 solving this this problem or protecting themselves against abuse and yeah. and he just he just writes and he says this uh, get a protection order yeah she did she was still murdered take boxing classes well she did she was still murdered watch how you dress well she did and she was still raped don't walk far she did she still got murdered. And then he asked this question, maybe, or he posed the statement, maybe it's time to tell him, yeah. instead of her, to tell him to stop attacking her. Right. What Eusebius effectively is doing in that last statement is yeah. redirecting our attention and our focus on and centering it on men. Right. How do we then... Uh, reflect on the problem in ourselves as men, and I'm right. talking to, speaking to men as Christian men as well. Right. Personally, how do we reflect about this problem in ourselves as men personally, right. collectively as men, and structurally within our families, within our cultures? Maybe there are unhelpful things yeah. there within the workplace yeah. and within society. How do we? I mean, that's that's just that's it's just huge. Uh, that's just huge. But yeah. how do we as men begin to reflect within, reflect within ourselves? and within society uh, about this problem. I think it's so important that we need to center this conversation around, the, the, the problem is around men. Just the marches by women, the standing up, the the, the sharing, the, the saying enough is enough. And, and I think that is so helpful and I think it's been healing, hmm. cathartic for many women. And so, so you know, I, I, I recommend that, I, I commend that. But the, this is our problem. Yeah, This is a problem because of us, us men. I think it's easy to to sit and say, oh, you know, I've never raped anyone. I've never murdered anyone. Yeah. I've never made, maybe I've never even made rape jokes. Yeah. But how have we contributed to a culture? Because we have a cultural problem. Five times more likely for yeah. a woman to be murdered in this country than in any other country in, in the world. And in some of those countries, there are wars going on. Oh my you know, yeah. I mean, just think about that. Sure. Like, think about that. And how have we created a culture and we could come up with all kinds of deflections and all yep. kinds of excuses. But I think we yep. as men collectively need to take a hard look at ourselves and say, yep. we are not innocent. Yeah. Uh, we, we, it's easy to point at the person who's maybe done worse things than us and say, I'm not like them. Yeah. But we're not saying you are. We're saying, what have we done? Yeah. And I, you know, for, for I, honestly, I have sat in enough conversations and maybe I haven't actively made jokes um, about people's sisters and about having sex with people's mothers and just this objectifying of women, yep. this yep. putting down of women, jokes about, you know, yes. women being nags and women being this. I've sat enough and maybe I haven't, sometimes I've laughed. Yes, yeah. I, I have been a part of it. I, I, I'm searching my heart and I've probably been, I probably told those jokes. But certainly in my best case, in my best days probably, 
Yeah. I've just kind of done that nervous giggle in the corner and yeah. tried to keep out yes. of it, but without mm-hmm. doing anything. Yeah. Mm. I'm complicit. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone who makes those, those, those disgusting jokes is going to go and rape someone. Yeah. But I think we make a culture when it, where we, we're objectifying women. We're saying women are sex objects. Women are lesser. Yeah. Women are there for our pleasure. Women are, are there to serve us. Women are there to please us, whether that's sexually or any other way. And yeah. we kind of contribute to that whole culture. And I've been a part of that. Sure, I've been a part of that just in not doing anything. And it's been easy to go along with that. But even being in that, converse, in that space and mm-hmm. not really feeling awkward, especially if you're a Christian man. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to get into that stuff. And so what you do is you just sort of skim over, you redirect the, the yes, conversation yes. instead of speaking to the problem, right. pointing out the mess right. uh, 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 in people's hearts and right. showing the sin and the and the, and the wrong of, of actually right. having a conversation right. like that. Yeah. I'm thinking of myself and, and I'm thinking of, you know, when, I, when all this stuff as a response, one of the things that I, you know, your masculinity builds up yes. and you feel like, where are they? Where mm. are they? And and mm. I think one of the things that this question even points out is that actually it's all around you. It is yeah. in, it, it's at your workplace. Yes. And the question you need to ask is how am I contributing towards the way I treat women within that space? And where where does that come from? And mm. that speaks again to my culture yes. and the culture in society. Right. Um, and what are some of the things that I've adopted? And actually not questioned and processed right. and asked, is this a helpful thing? Is this a view that I should be having right. um, within my family? Um, the way I see and perceive the place and, 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 and mm. the importance of how I treat my sisters. Hard work needs to be done in us asking, how does this come about? Knowing that it happened in the post office. The post it's office. The post office. Yeah. Uh, it's not just location, but there was the workplace. Yes. Um, uh uh, the Bible, Jesus talks about, is an Afrikaans, beautiful Afrikaans expression, but the heart von Fallis. Yes. Yeah. These things, they boil over. They yes. come out of you. Yeah. At some point in conversation, did men not hear some of the the wrong thinking and and yeah. and, and speak to that with their friend? Yeah. Or, or And just even thinking like in a sporting environment or a work environment where mm. someone has done something poorly, the person who hasn't performed is, is given a woman's role or something. Yeah. You know, we use mm. that kind of language. What are we in? What do we say? Even just like those little things yeah. is when we inevitably saying that yeah. the man who didn't perform on the sports field, the man who couldn't do the job right. You are you're like a woman. You are lesser. Yep. It's, it's such a it's simple subtle. thing. Yeah. But I, I am sure, I'm mm. positive that I have used that. And the fact that I can't even think of an example is because that's how normalized it is for me. Sure. Because I, it didn't even, well, didn't even register my memory to kind, of, to kind of think through that kind of language yeah. and what is happening. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's the, the essence of the problem. So when you have someone who does have a mm. problem with violence, with domination, well, they've already been taught by society who is more important. They've yeah. been taught superiority. They've been taught these attitudes. Sure. They've been taught that women are there for the taking because we have contributed to that environment and we need to own that. Yeah. We often try to look at the massive, the the, the, the big problems and we look, right. oh, clearly there's rape, there's abuse, there's murder of, of women and children and we need to address that. 
Yes. And Jesus begins with the small things. In yeah. essence, the anger in your heart. Right. If you say to your brother, you fool, because that leads to other things. Right. And the way you perceive and look at your brother and the way you look at other people. Right. We're saying in many ways, in the same way, these small things that we let slip, these small right. understandings, worldviews, or, or perceptions we have of ourselves as men and mm. what we have of women, uh, they grow into these things. At the end right. of the day, you're standing, how did I get here? Right. Where did this come from? Right. And unless we point out some of the toxic uh, views yeah. and understandings we have of ourselves, we have of women, uh, and root out these small demons, we will not be able to deal exactly. with what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to appreciate and value the image of God in ourselves and in women as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to, we, we, we sort of reflected a little bit on, on, on family, ourselves, culture. I want to speak specifically to the church. Okay. Is this happening in the church, John? I mean, I think there's a lot they can say. I think because, because we kind of have this utopian ideal, firstly, I think we, we, we're not evaluating a lot of our attitudes. So maybe it's, we won't say things. Maybe there's, we, we've changed and reformed some of our, of our thinking. Mm-hmm. But I still think there's a lot of objectifying of women that's happening. I was certainly in youth groups, in boys groups, you kind of like boy. It's that boys will be boys kind of mentality. Yep, yep. And that is, it seems so innocent, but it's so toxic. Yeah. It is so toxic. And mm-hmm. we need to say, no, no, boys need to be human. Yeah. Not, not boys. We need to be human. We need to see and value people made, women and men made in the image of God. So, so one thing is I think we we haven't questioned a lot of that kind of that masculinity. I think there's a there is an unhelpful masculinity in the church right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's an unhelpful masculinity built on unhelpful theology very often. And part of that the- theology, and I think we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but for me, one of the things is I think we have an inherent theology where we regard women as of lesser value. Um, and I'm not necessarily talking about egalitarian or complementarian and the role of women. And that's yeah. that's a discussion. And I think it's an important discussion. But yeah. I don't necessarily want to get into it here because I think that is in the church, we inherently, and it's, it's very similar to race, isn't it? We inherently, there's a there's this, there's this part of us that we inherently regard women as of lesser value. Yeah. Whether we are complementarian, I think there's all kinds of cultural baggage we've put in there. And we've put in there saying whether women can be pastors or not. I don't want to get into that bat- debate. Maybe we can have that one day. But even if they're, even if we're saying that somehow publicly that's not the case, there is all kinds of other stuff we've put in there. Yeah. We say women don't, they're, they're not consulted. They don't have an opinion. They're not on, um, they're, they're involved in thinking through how we teach and how we understand yeah. the Bible. They're not involved in basic structural decisions very often. Yeah. We still re- resort to men. Just because you may believe women uh, cannot be pastors, that doesn't mean that we cannot hear their voice do we really need men always talking to us about abortion do we need men talking to us about women's issues uh do we need uh men grappling with gender-based violence surely we need to be hearing from the women in our church and not just on women's issues because i think they have a range of theological viewpoints that are helpful we need each other scripturally Um, and I just want to say here, because I think the, the egalitarians might be listening and going, yeah, you tell those complementarians, <laughs> get those, those the, that patriarchy down. And I, I think there's massive problems with complementarianism. Yeah. We need to have a real discussion about what does actually biblical complementarianism look like, if that's the position you hold. But I, I've talked to a lot of egalitarian yeah. women, a lot of egalitarian female pastors. And I'll tell you, I think maybe we've said, oh, you, you can preach. 
but we still don't trust you. We still value the voices yeah. of men. And those women will tell you they fight just to have their voices heard Good. in church, just to be taken seriously. They have a seat at the table, but the, the voices we're still listening to are male voices. Yeah. Now, you might say, what does that have to do with gender-based violence? Well, I think we create a culture in which men are seen as more valuable. We don't trust women. Yeah. And just when it does come to gender-based violence, the church has an awful record of listening and trusting women. When women say we're feeling uncomfortable, when women say the, that youth leaders make me uncomfortable, when, when women are talking about rape, yeah. when women are talking about abuse in marriage, we, yeah. we have awful kind of things where we say you need to stay with that, that, that man who's beating you because God hates divorce. What about the fact that God hates the fact that the man is beating the woman? Yeah. Like, friends, we need a serious evaluation. Yep of what is going on. We have, we have taken good theology and we've used it as weapons so often to subjugate women rather than to uplift and flourish them. I, I could go on, there's, but I'm going to, I'm going to hand it back no, to you. No, there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cases yeah. um, where, where the church have defended the pastor or yes. the youth leader uh, because we can't lose that gift. What? We can't, we can't, yes. or, or we can't conceive possibly how on earth could, could, could brother X do this? You must be mistaken. You must be mistaken. You must be the problem. Um, uh, I know of cases where yes. multiple women uh, came yes. and said what that other one was saying is true. It is, yes. it has happened. And sort of these things, they, they squashed and, and the church is, is defending. And, 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 you and must have led him on. You must have led it on. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and the man of God syndrome can, yes. can, can often play on this. Yes. In that you can't say this about, about so and so. Right. Because uh, he's giving us the word of God. He's, he's this man of this importance. You, you right. Know, it, it, it can't happen. It, 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 it just can't happen. Uh, we don't want to bring this up because mm. what will this mean for our family? What does this mean yes. for us? So we protect yeah. the man's family. Exactly. But it, we, don't, we don't protect the woman. We don't protect. Yeah. It's, it, and it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's insane. And, and we need to be honest and say these things are happening. Yes, they are happening. These things are happening. Right. As you get your doctrine of your eschatology right, right as you right. get your doctrine of the cross right, and, right. You, and you think of ministry and how that affects your ministry and all these other things right. and all these other areas, but how have you thought about what does it look like when you deal with the real stuff, when exactly. you're sitting with the real people and how that doctrines inform yeah. um, standing up for people? Right. Margot Day, how does it value people? How, right. does it, how does it reflect actually the cross of Jesus? Right. We have to say, actually, we're going to stand up for justice right. and we're going to defend the weak right. and we're going to defend the poor. Dear, so, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about something else and, and this is like, and I'm, I'm just getting worked up here and yeah. I'm just like, why are we only talking about this now? Yeah. Why when the, when, I mean, we're talking about it because there's awful things are happening in the world, but we've known this stuff is happening yeah. and we've known it's happening in the church. When the world reacts, we react. And in one sense, that's not wrong. But why, why, why are we not leading the way? Well, yeah. Why are we not talking about this? Why are we not comforting victims? Why are we not, con why are we not confronting yeah. aggressors? Why are we not thinking and imagining a different way to be? Yeah. But now suddenly it's, I guess, fashionable. It's in the news. Now we're talking about it. Yeah, we're releasing statements. Which is good. We're releasing statements. statements writing blogs. But, but why haven't we been yeah. searching our own house, cleaning our own house, working on this stuff, believing victims, you know, developing processes yeah. in which we are teaching our men to be better men? Why yeah. has it taken us so long? You know, we've got to ask those questions. Have we really been looking at scripture? Have we really been digging into the sin of our own heart? Or do we keep this like kind of generalized sin up there? But yeah. we don't actually deal with the, the actual sin that's happening. Yeah. 
because sin is always contextual. Yep. Sin always has victims. Sin always has perpetrators. It is always specific. Yeah. Um, and I think, and we've we've dropped the ball on this. Yep. We haven't spoken to men uh, for fear. I don't, you don't rock the boat. We don't want to lose yep. supporters. We <laughs> we don't know what to do. We actually have to confront our own hearts sure. as pastors. I don't know. I think it's a lot of work for us as church. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about how and why is this happening in right. society. How do we reflect on on our own context? What are some of the things that are happening here that is causing this in our society? Yeah, We've got to be aware of seeking out the singular solution. Mm. I don't think there's one thing that is like, if we can get that sorted out, then this will go away. I think we're dealing with generations, maybe even thousands of years, hundreds of years, and a toxic cocktail of just so many different things. We have a warped view of manhood. Yep. Uh, in South Africa, I'm sure in other parts of the world, but let's in South Africa, and I don't care what the color of your skin is, I think we all, in one sense, have that warped definition. It might look different in different cultures. Yeah. That's one thing. I think there's an individual responsibility. Yeah. I think we have poor theology on this. Yeah. I think we have per- perpetuated poor theology on the inferiority of women, taking women seriously. I mean, all these things we just spoke yes, about. Yes. And uh, I think you and I spoke quite a bit about this beforehand. But even just the legacy of apartheid, what it's created in terms of of inequality, in terms of frustration, yeah. uh, in terms of uh, of just the migrant labor system and what that did to families. And I want I want everyone to hear this. that doesn't excuse it. Yeah, I think we're just dealing with this toxic cocktail uh, in society mm. that's kind of coming together. And so it means that there's not one easy solution as well. And I think that's 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 very helpful. Uh, I'm trying to think also um, in in my, my my relationship with my wife when she tells me there's a problem. Right. The first thing is I want to go to okay, how do I fix this? Exactly. Like, it's not that easy. There's a lot of fa- facets to this problem. There's yes. a lot of things that we need to consider. One of the solutions that people has come up that has come up as a mm. consequence of this is not solutions, but as people reflected on this as I'm trying to get their voices heard and right. trying to get the issues out is the use of hashtags. Right. The use of hashtags. Uh, I am next. Enough is enough. Am I next? Am I next? Yes. Am I next? Yeah. Am I next? Sorry. Am I next? Uh, Enough is enough. The one big one though, uh, men are trash. Right. The one big one, men are trash. There's been this pushback um, from several men. And I'm saying several, I mean both Christian and non-Christian. Oh yeah. About this tag, men are trash. Right. Some Christian men, uh, have have cautioned that you know this hashtag uh, may uh, disregard the image of God in men. It's not mm-hmm. giving value to men because right. what are you saying about men are trash? How, right. how how should Christians be using this? And as well as this, this may be a gross generalization. Right. Not all men are trash. Right. Not all men are trash. Others point to the fact that you know women are trash too. Mm-hmm. And they, and they citing the alarming numbers of abortions that are happening in SA. And so, should Christians be using the hashtag? Or yeah, you've asked like four questions in yes. one there. I think yeah. that's a scallum thing here. Um, okay, so so I want to, so I think we must talk about the hashtag, but we must also talk about this uh, this woman are trash um, kind of yes. pushback as well. So hashtags, I think hashtags can be useful for rallying. I mean, it's a hashtag, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not a thesis. It's not a well-thought-out argument. So let's also just <laughs> recognize it for what it is. It right? is a hashtag. It's a hashtag. It's going to have holes in it it's not going to give the whole story there are better hashtags there are worse hashtags so first of all i'm like men who are getting upset about the hashtag it's a hashtag 
Like, let's get, let's, if you don't like the hashtag, that's fine. Let's talk about the problem. Let's talk about the issue. Yeah. Um, and so I, that's why I always want to be redirecting it. Is men are trash helpful? Well, yes and no. I mean, there's a truth. It Like, men are also made in the image of God. The yeah. problem is the hashtag doesn't cover everything. Let's just, let's make peace with that, okay? Yep. But what it is making, what it, the men are trash is raising is the fact that men the way we've been behaving, the the way we the way we treat women is trash. As a, as a generalization, so it is a generalization. Of course, it's a generalization. It's a hashtag. Like, stop getting upset about hashtags. Like, that's my thing. Is why are we getting upset about the hashtag, but we're not upset about the rape and murder of women? Is it a way of yeah. deflecting from the issue? Yes. Let's keep on the issue. Yes. So yes, there's a sense, there's a truth in the men. Men are trash. But yes, there is a bigger truth that men are also made in the image of God. So yeah. let's live like we're made in the image so of God. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's, it's that's, that's actually that's that's correct, John. Um, in that people, you need to recognize that it's not a, it's not a thesis. It's not a it's it's trying to create awareness. Yes. And with MI Nexus actually reached international sure. status, that's, and people are listening mm. across the world and they're asking, "What on earth is going on?" Right. Um, and so, in one sense, it's it's putting it's putting the message out there. And by you saying, oh, but women are trash too, you're yeah. deflecting from the message. Yeah. You're deflecting from the concern that right. people are having and the rightful concern that you probably also need to have. Right. And the conversation you're trying to have is not the it's not the conversation exactly. we want to have right now. Right. There's a time, there's a space, we're going yes. to come back to it, yes. we're going to talk to this issue of abortion, we're going to talk to the issue of, of, right. of, of men and good men right. and, and trashy men. We, we're going to talk about the, the complexities right. of all those things. But there's a sense in which, guys, let's, let's focus. Stay on and, point. And I think scripture makes a, a massive argument when it speaks to you, you look at judges. Right. You look at you look at the fall of man in Adam and, right. and, and our inaptness and, and, and in Adam it's not just humanity, but I right. think in Adam there's a sense on which manhood yes. looking at how the fall has affected manhood and, right. and our inaptness in standing up for our women. And we see that story being told right. throughout scripture. So I think uh, we need to think about it in, in that way and saying that actually there's a, there's a concern that people are trying to raise. Right. And, and that concern uh, warrants our attention. Yeah. And you would not have had the conversation right. if we did not pull you into the conversation. Right. And asking. And if the tag doesn't fit, move then on. it's move on. Move on. Move on. But, but you feel so touchy about it as exactly. a man. Why do you feel so touchy-touchy? Yeah. Why yeah, do you exactly. feel so touchy? Ask the, ask the, ask the why, why question. Ask the why question. Yeah. Why are you feeling so touchy? Yeah. I remember a friend who's, uh, he, was, he, he was in the academy. He was busy becoming a police officer. Right. And I think it was his first year on, on, on the camp. And uh, the, the, I think it's the general, whoever came into mm. the, 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 the dorms, their rooms. And they asked the question, like, who here has ever raped a woman? Sure. And the guys are like, no, never. We, we never raped a woman. We never did anything. We never violated. We never did anything. Right. All the guys are like, just, you know, deeply offended by right, all right. these young would-be police officers. Right. And he said, have you guys ever had a woman say no to you and you continued? Right. Oh, that's a big one, yeah. And the guys, the room, he said the room just got silent. Wow. Because he said, yeah, I remember. Wow. My girlfriend did say no. And I didn't stop. Because you know how women are? No we means were playing yes. and I'm a boyfriend. Yeah. No means yes. It's, she doesn't really mean mm. it. She's playing and she's like, oh, so I should have stopped. Mm. 
I should have stopped. And what he was trying to point out mm. was you guys are part of the problem. Yes. If you guys as police officers are going to be part of the solution, wow. you need to look at yourselves. Right. You need to look at your own relationships. Mm -hmm. You need to look at the problem. Yes. And understand that part of the problem is you. Mm -hmm. And you need to pay attention right. to the small details and understand that maybe you are trash or at right. some point you were a trash. Right. This this abortion, uh, like, you know, women are trash and this abortion because women are aborting all these uh, all these babies kind of thing. And I've, I've heard this a couple of places. And so, first of all, I just want to say it's like no one is denying that women are also sinners, okay? No one is denying that. But like you said, let's stay on point. We're not talking about sins women are committing. Mm. We're talking about men's sins. Sin. So let's yeah. stay on here because all sins are particular. All sins have so, context. Yes. They are real. So yes. let's stay on. This is our sin. Yeah. And don't be like children who when, you know, when your parents say, what did you do, David? And you say, yeah, but my sister Must, did that. Yep. No, no like, we'll get to there. Like if there are yeah. issues that women need to deal, that's yeah. fine. We'll get to that. But right now, the pressing and the urgent issue, the issue that it almost has a priority here because people are dying. People yeah. are being raped every day. I mean, what's every three hours? I mean, yeah. this is a priority. Let's stay on point. Let's stay focused. Yeah. So first of all, no one is saying that women are not sinners, okay? And secondly, and we're not going to talk about this, but if we want to say abortion is a woman's issue, I think that is that is exactly the problem we're talking about because yeah. abortion is also a man's issue. Yeah. And that's a problem because, let's be honest, it takes two people to make that baby. Yeah. And that, and majority of abortions in this country are happening around rape, around pressurized sexual, about women being pressurized in sex, around prostitution, around incest. The majority hmm. are happening around that. And, or if it's not, even if it's consensual, where is the father in that? Why is it a woman's, where's the father? Why yeah. is he not stepping up? Why? So let's just, let's just be clear. Abortion is not only a woman's issue. Men yeah. are intricately involved oh. in that. Yeah. And so, even, but even if you are right, then it's completely a woman's issue and points to women's sin. We're not talking about that now. Hmm. Well, we, you're not right, but we're not talking about yeah. that. Let's stay on focus right now. We can, we can talk about that at another right. time. Let's not, let's not play sin off against one another to try and deflect yeah. from us men yeah. actually dealing with the stuff that we need to deal with. Yep, exactly. Uh, many people point out uh, uh, that part of the problem is men are not standing up, uh, standing up against other men because of this, you know, hashtag boys will be boys. Right, right. Um, others point out at the powerlessness of government. Mm -hmm. um, you had Cyril Ramaphosa, enough is enough. And one guy actually pointed out is like, all you have is what right. we have, posters. Right. What structural changes are going to mm. come from this? Uh, has there been announcement that actually right. parliament is going to sit and we're going to think about what are we doing in our schools? What, right. are we, what are we recommending in terms of the workplace? The things that need to be put in place in order to address right. the problem. And so many people point out that the powerlessness of government, a failing uh, judiciary system uh, that are not addressing the problem, how, how these guys, uh, rapists get, go off free. Right. Uh, because of some technicality or, right. or something happens yeah. and then you find the guy out in two weeks or, right, or, right. or three weeks because something has happened. A failure of um, current interventions that has been put in place, uh, which has led to some calling for the death penalty. Right. Is better education the answer? Uh, what about our past? When we recognize that the, that the problem is so complex, we must be aware of, of putting single solution uh, 
solutions out there. Yeah. I think, do we need legal changes? Yes. Do we need to make the legal system work better? Yeah. Do we need to see things from parliament? Yes. Do you need to go and sit in your workplace and say, what are, how are we valuing women? Woman? Do we need to put policies in place? Do I need to stand up and, you know, stand up for women when they are being denigrated, whether that's professionally, whether that's sexually, whether that's wherever it is. If you're in a locker room, uh, you know, the proverbial locker room, men only space. Yeah. Guys, we know that's happening. Stop it. Let's stop it. Let's stand up. If you're a father, if you're a mother, if you're an auntie, if you are raising children, how are we teaching them to be better men? Mm -hmm. Because we need to do better than was done for us. And so yeah. there's a long-term solution. So we need all of that. Whilst there are definite things we can do, this is going to take a long time to fix. Yeah. And so something like the death penalty, it's like we need an outlet. We need something to blame yeah. and we need something that's going to fix it. And so we focus it on the death penalty yeah. or on government or whatever. And the, the truth is all of these things, we, we need all of these, well, maybe not death penalty, but we need all aspects of society. It's going to take a long, sustained effort to turn things around. Yeah. I don't think the death penalty is helpful. For one, I'm not publicly convinced of it. And secondly, in yeah. our country, in the history, we have seen more than enough black men innocent black men killed at the hands of the government and I don't want to see the death penalty back sure. just for that reason. So I don't think it's going to solve it. Yeah, I just want to say one other thing is like sometimes it can feel overwhelming um, and I don't think it's a call to throw up our hands and say, what can we do? There's nothing we can do. Uh, it's too sure. big. It's too complex. I'm just one person. I think it's a call to roll up our sleeves, to get together with our brothers around us and say, what have we done? What if we took that? What if we took that that desire to fix things gets, and we actually got down to really yeah. rolling up our sleeves together, being in it for the long haul, yeah. changing things, making a difference yeah. in our work, uh, putting policies in place, yeah. government, churches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Don't let the complexity overwhelm us. Yeah, let's let's get to work. Yeah, there's discipleship that needs to happen. Yes, it's like the race conversation. Exactly, it's, it's, it's exactly like, the same. You know those comments come. Oh. And you feel awkward because it's your mom, it's your granny yeah. who throws that comment about black people, yeah. about this or whatever. Exactly. And 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 you don't want right. to get into it. When we have the conversations, when the guys are having a drink and and the comments come, yeah, you're like, no, buddy, stop. That that stop that it, is yeah. inappropriate. That is not the answer. That yes, not how you speak about women. Yeah. And so we, should, as John says, we sh we shouldn't get overwhelmed by the enormity of the complexity of of this problem. We should actually ask ourselves, what are we doing in the spaces that we occupy, and the, and the conversations and the, and the people that we moving around. I like this um, book by um, Pumla Kola, Rape as South African Nightmare. And she basically deconstructs this idea of rape culture within South Africa as merely a post-apartheid issue. Mm. It's not just a post-apartheid issue. She states that uh, in order to fully comprehend and, and tackle rape culture, we must first acknowledge that it existed prior yes. to South Africa becoming a democracy. Rape was a central facet of colonialism, oh. which resulted in enslaved women of color being forcefully impregnated, absolutely and systemically subdued. Um, I mean, there's 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 so many things. She points this out as well. She further adds that uh, during apartheid, when the death penalty was in effect, white men were not hung for rape. Yes, that's and the that's only true. black men who faced ex execution. For such a crime right. with those who violated white women. Understanding this history assists us in just understanding the historical 
implications and and how right. that in itself has maybe had an effect on how we process and how we think about this thing. Right. And we need to acknowledge that part of of, yes. of our education and discipleship in, in fixing in fixing part of this problem. This has been a problem from. I mean, we can see this problem in the Bible, but. I think certain things in South African history have added to and fueled that innate yeah. sin, that that these innate problems, this this denigration of women, this this inferiority of women that has so shaped our society. Yeah. Apartheid has helped us do that. At the same time as you know, there's been a masculation of, of of black men, and that's what apartheid was designed to yeah. do. And we're still dealing with some of that. Now that doesn't make it right. But just to recognize that that we need to, we need to start fixing that as well, yeah. As well as this, like you you uh, hinted with white men, this kind of this almost deification where they become gods, where they can do whatever they like with whoever ever they like. Yep. And we know that the 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 counts, particularly here in the Western Cape, of, of rape and of abuse amongst slave women and amongst uh, you know servants, it, it is horrific. Yeah. This has been going on for a long time, yeah. and we need to say enough. Is enough, and we are having a different conversation today. Yeah. So please don't distract us with your talk about hashtags <laughs> and women being sinful. Yeah. We've got mm-hmm. work to yeah. do, yeah. and we are yeah. on this work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I actually, a friend of mine said this on Facebook, and I just think it's such a helpful thing. Um, if you can afford, as a man, to go for counselling, hmm. go. There's a sense that we're we've so damaged and we are we so imbibed this culture and we, it's yeah. so much the culture we live in we can't even i think sometimes see where we are contributing we can't even see sometimes how much this male supremacy has has um has affected us and shaped us and so maybe if you can maybe go sit down with a counselor i know it's yeah. not something we men, men do. do well yeah. maybe we need to look at these statistics and say, we need a different narrative. Maybe we need to do some things yeah. that we've never done before, before because what we were doing is clearly not no. working. Yeah. So let's sit down, sit down and ask them, just talk to me, help me figure this out. Like, let's take action steps. There are things you can do. Like you say, we need to see this culture. Yeah. And the problem is, as men, we don't see it because yeah. we have a vested interest in not seeing it. It's yeah. very much like the race conversation. Yeah. Let us f- reflect a little bit theologically on right. And you mentioned this about there's some of our theology that's gone wrong. Right. And you've, you've mentioned, you know, uh, manhood and uh, masculinity and right. our understanding of that, which is just horribly been marred right. in terms of how does that look in structurally within the church. Right. But how do we then build a theology of as a response to all of this? Yeah. I think we, we begin with great humility. We probably begin by doing the very thing that we've been so poor at. Yeah. We do it in conversation with women. We say, when you read scripture, when you read these passages, what are you seeing? Yeah. Because I'm reading it as a man and, that I, and I'm missing all sorts of things. Yeah. Let's start breaking that cycle in the same way as if you want to break white supremacy. <laughs> sit with, sit and be taught and be trained and, 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 and sit with black leaders. Yeah. So if you want, if you want to break this male supremacy, if you want to get better, sit with women. Yeah. They have theological thoughts. Some of them are way smarter than us. <laughs> Most of them, I'm actually going to say, yeah. <laughs> feels like a waste. So let's sit with them. Let's ask them because they understand. And when they when they come to scripture, they're bringing those issues. Yep. Having said that, let me let me offer a few male thoughts. And please, uh, the the ladies who are listening in, please feel free to to tell us where we're wrong. I think so. First, the first thing I want to say is that I don't see anything. In Genesis chapter one and two, that that that's in any way says men are superior to women. Yeah. 
I think we are equally created in the image of God. I don't even see in Genesis 1 and 2 this hierarchy of man being created as the head of the woman. I think there may be other scriptures we've got to look at, but in the, at the creation, it's not there. Man and woman are created equal in the image of God with full rights and full dignity and full equality. Yeah. The first sign we see of it is in Genesis chapter 3. Yeah. At the curse, what happens? This perfect relationship is suddenly marred by this mutual struggle for control. Yeah. This is, you know, your desire before your husband to rule over man, he will rule over mm-hmm. you. And there's a struggle. Yeah. And that's the struggle we've known, isn't it? So that struggle is, is, is a result of, of the curse, of the fall. And it is a curse, isn't it? And we've seen that somehow very often men are coming out on the top of that struggle. And we see it throughout scripture. We yeah. see in the story, in some of those names it's you mentioned right. earlier, we mm. see Dinah, we see Tamar, we see Bathsheba, and we see Tamar, David's daughter. We see the woman caught in doubt. We see it again and again. We see the Levite, yeah. the, the Levite's concubine, who just that horrific story at the end sure. of Judges. Um, just as that circle of of depravity and uh, it gets worse and worse and worse in judges and even the judges get worse and worse and worse and then you have the story at the end where there's even no judge what does it look like for for the people to live as though there's no god what is almost the epitome of ungodliness well you see a story of rape of violence of of men against women women. of men actually throwing a woman out in order to save themselves no matter how bad it gets in judges yeah that's as bad that's, that's, that's the epitome the and and we see the story repeated time and time yeah. again it's, isn't the greater in, greatest indictment at the end of of judges is that there was if i should paraphrase there was yeah. no men yeah there was no king in one sense there yeah. was no there was no man who stood up and said this is wrong. Right. Our society is not where it's supposed to right. be. In in fixing the problem, how how they choose women for 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 the Benjamites, right? And they and they, and they, they kidnap and them. They, they kidnap these women, and you're like, what is going on with them? Right. What on earth is going on with them? Yeah. No one is following after God. Everyone does what is right no, in his own right. eyes. Yeah. And I mean, that just feels like our society at the moment when, yeah. when it comes to the relationship of. Of, of men and the violence and the rape against women. But that story of the Levite at the end of Judges, uh, there's just, there's a beauty in it. In, in the midst of all that horror, is that the, the, the Levite himself who comes and perpetuates and is the, the catalyst for all this horror against women, he's a man who comes from Bethlehem in Judah. And at the moment to save himself, he throws his concubine out to be raped repeatedly by the men of the town in order to save himself. Actually, we have another man who comes from Bethlehem in Judah. Yeah. Another man who doesn't throw the woman out. And, and, and in fact, I just think even the fact that he comes from Bethlehem in Judah is it, is, is it in some way a remembering? And honoring, a redeeming of the story of this woman, this awful violence done against women. And this man comes from Bethlehem in Judah. And he doesn't throw the woman out. He goes out and he takes the ravages of the sin and the wickedness of men against him. He lays down his life, not just to save the woman, but to save all of us. And isn't that the scandal of the gospel? The oppressed and the oppressor. The one who would throw the woman out the door and, and, and the victims themselves. And that's the scandal of the gospel. Isn't it? yeah. It's the beauty of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so as much as we don't have answers, as much as we, we sit in this, this time and we lament, we cry out and we say, God, where are you? What will you have to do? Come, Lord Jesus, Jesus, come. We know that we have a redeemer 
who saw what happened in Bethlehem. And he went to Bethlehem. He himself was the man who came from Bethlehem. He himself provides our redemption. That's our hope, that we have a king who is not like. He's not like us. He is holy other, and he's good. Um, And he's calling us to join him. Exactly. Yeah. And, And he's calling us to let that change that he affects in yeah. us and in our lives exactly. and the redemption of manhood and, and man right. and, and women, uh, that redemption be reflective in ourselves and in society. We yeah. need to ask ourselves, where is our Bethlehem? If, if those men are coming knocking at the door, if that violence and that injustice is coming knocking mm-hmm. at the door, we who follow Jesus, what does Jesus do? He's first out the door. Yeah. He's first out the door. Yeah. And, the, and the call for us as Christian men, as followers of Jesus is, are we the first ones out the door? Amen. Mm. Amen. There's, there's so much more to unpack. Please, we would love to see your comments on this. We would love to see you inbox us. I know some of you, there's a lot of personal stories. There's right. a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of confusion. And, and some of you are, are asking maybe your churches to speak on this. Right. For some of you, it's, 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 it's too early, it's too, too raw, painful, it's yeah. too painful maybe to get in there. Maybe you have been a victim right. of rape and abuse and you just haven't spoken about it. Right. Um, we want to say to you that not only are we, are we in prayer for you, but if we in some way, in some small way, and I'm putting this out, John, yeah. that if we can, we can help if we can connect put you, you in with, touch, yeah. put you in touch with people who are who are brilliant counselors, yeah. who are who are Christian counselors, mm. we we want to do that. Even if you're a guy, even if you're a guy, and you're saying, guys, I don't know how to process this. Yeah, I, I don't know. Let's I've talk been about that it. guy. I'm a Christian, but I, I have these issues. Yeah, and they probably come as a consequence of something that happened to me. Yeah, uh, we want to say, men, we need to talk. We need to talk. Men, we need to talk. We need to talk. Yeah, men. We got work to do. This audio was produced by Xilic. Xilic.co.za. Sinotolo, Mafe Vuka, Uya Nene, Mkhochana, Lehandre, Jangles, Megan Kremer, Jesse Hess, Lynette Falshank, Janika Marlow, Anene Poison, Sadika Newman, Tasneem Simon, Riva Steenkamp, Courtney Peters, Karabo Mukwena, Valencia Farmer, Jade Panayote, Francisca Blochlinger, Tamar as widow, Dinah, the unnamed concubine, Judges 19, the unnamed wives, kidnapped for the tribe of Benjamin. Bethsheba, Tamar, daughter of David, the unnamed woman caught in adultery in John 8.